Hello, and welcome to Arms of the Tide. I'm Quinn Welsh-Wilson, facilitator. We don't have anything to say up here at the top of the show this week, so let's just get right into it. I'm Chanel, and I'm playing Cleo. I'm Joe, and I'm playing Lions. I'm John, and I am playing Local. Previously on Arms of the Tide. After completing a job, Lions, Cleo, and Local 134 took two days to recuperate and prepare for their next job. As these days passed them by, they waited to hear back from Triscod in order to schedule a meeting to discuss what had been learned. Now, the time has come. What vicissitudes could await them in the job to come? Since you finished your last job, two days have passed where you have been spending time training and improving and relaxing a little bit, but those days have come to a close now, and it's not long on that third day before Triscod gets in contact with you and lets you know that there has been a meeting set up with Triscod to talk about some of these developments that you've discovered in the last couple of days on your last job, what the scrapped are looking for, and what you know Ka is looking for from Triscod's involvement from when she helped you break into a Ka Technologics secure facility and retrieve some data that Ashun, the leader of your cell in the Arms of the Tide, has been spending the last couple of months decoding and interpreting. This put a target on Triscod's back. Their code that they used to get you into the facility was linked to some other people, and Caught Technologics has figured out that one of those people probably leaked the information. Knowing that and what the Scrapped want to do in terms of painting her as a target for the movement that they're trying to start against robots puts Triscod and all of you in something of a precarious situation. So this meeting is called, and where is it that the meeting was established to take place at? I'll let you guys flesh that out. I mean, if Triscott is part of the Arms of the Tide, wouldn't we have it at the warehouse? Triscott is not properly a member. They are an associate and an ally, but... They're sympathetic fl- to the cause but not actually okay. part of it exactly okay their position within Cobb means that if they were to defect it would cause a lot of problems potentially for the arms of the tide and for triscott herself okay so she's not able to make that change just yet well i would say we should meet probably somewhere fairly far from where the scrapped generally their territory is mm-hmm. so just the other side of town from there. Uh, it's a good secluded place. I think that we should meet Triscod, where Cleo, local, and Philly met Triscod before at the upscale coffee shop for people wanting to avoid security. Yeah, if uh, if we are in a place where generally they're like, oh yeah, we don't allow people to spy on things and we've got actual protections in place for that, then there will be less of a chance of Triscod getting in trouble. You go down to this coffee shop, which is in the Wellspring district of AO, which is 
pretty much down toward the bottom. It's near the base of the lodestone. It's where a lot of more affluent people tend to spend their time, sort of the borderline between upscale downtown and a commercial district proper. Mm -hmm. This coffee shop is full of a variety of people, but most of whom look like they have access to some degree of wealth. There are very few people here, if any, who have full-on cybernetic limbs. It's mostly people with newer model piercings, which are slightly sleeker, or people who have actual jewelry that they're able to wear instead of any sort of implantation. You meet Triscod in one of the rooms here. There's a hallway at the back of the cafe where there's a number of almost like at a karaoke bar or something where there's private booths for people to meet in and have conversations. This particular cafe doesn't actually have a menu. They will simply bring you an order after you have paid them. So you have to take what you get and what you get, frankly, is a secure environment to have these conversations. You are in the booth now. There is sort of a vinyl wraparound chair around a central table. There is actually like a television up in the back corner if people needed to put something on there, either displaying information or creating like an additional blanket noise, even though these are soundproofed and secured. Triscod is there when you arrive. And Triscod is a robot, and she used to be essentially a Roomba, something that was meant to go in and provide sanitation for ventilation systems within buildings, and then also to do cleanup on floors and that sort of thing. But she has, with the assistance of Cotechnologix, basically built an additional body that she operates with. She stands at about four and a half feet tall, and there is essentially the disc-like Roomba shape at the top of the built body, which then connects to a framework that has actual articulating limbs and that sort of thing. There's a sort of like roundness and a stoutness to her body, as though she were perhaps modeled after an oversized dove. Triscod is a Roomba in a mecca. Yeah. <laughs> this is adorable to me. <laughs> But instead of fins, she does have sort of triangular arms, but they come down into more completely articulating points. And she claps as you enter the room. Hey, you all. I am so excited to see you. Come on, take a seat. I have been dying to have a meeting with you. Come on, sit down, please. Okay. And everyone comes in and local will close the door so that he will fit in where everyone is very fancy. He is currently wearing a bow tie. Nice. And that is all. You seem to have a new associate. I have not met you. I've heard that your name is Lions. It's really, really nice to meet you. And she extends a hand. Lions extends their paw and shakes. <laughs> There's sort of a dainty thing where she almost curtsies as she takes Lions' paw. Please sit down. Let's have a conversation. I know things are a little bit difficult right now, but I'm sure that with your know-how and your expertise, we can make this work. I gotta say, you're making me feel really good about this uh, whole movement operation. I like your attitude. Thank you. I'm not sure that you're going to feel that way after we discuss all of the details of what's going on. Honestly, but I certainly hope to bring you to a heightened place so that if things start come crashing down, the pit, the bottom of that won't be quite so low. You could tell me that I'm going to die in three days and I would feel optimistic about it. Yeah, and that's rare for Cleo because she stresses out early. So I've heard some information from you all by way of worry about what's going on. And so I wanted to brief you all on what I know, and maybe we can talk a little bit about how we might want to approach this situation. Because 
because there's a lot of ways that I think that it could be handled. I know that the scrapped are asking that you go and spread some messages about me that maybe aren't true. And that wouldn't be great for me. But I also know that you're maybe not entirely obligated to go all the way through with that. Then there's the Ka Technologics end of things. So what all do you know about what Ka has been doing in relation to this me situation? We know that they have been looking into the code and trying to find who gave that to us. And we do know that you are on the list of suspects. Along with two humans, one Dov, and one M-Guy. That would be my security cluster. Do you want their names? Uh, what information are you interested in gathering about them? Or do we want to come back to that after we have a more full picture of what's going on? Let's put a pin in that. Yes, good job. Mm -hmm. That sounds like the expression. Basically, in this case, there are two people who are doing things that might look like an investigation under the auspices of Ka. And it's my understanding that there might be a little bit of conflict between these two groups. So that might be some pertinent information for you. First of those people was the head of the security on the level of the facility in the lodestone that you did your work in. His name is Paolo Fortuna. And Paolo is a jerk. He's so much of a jerk that... Cleo, did you tell Lyons about what you did when you broke into the facility in regards to Paolo? No. Okay. Would you like for me to say what happened? Uh, no, I should on this desk. Oh, I mean, when you gotta go, you gotta go. No, I didn't have to go. I just made an effort to go out of my way to go do that. I, I made a request. Oh, okay. Well, because of the way that Paolo generally operates within the. I have no regrets. The business, yeah. I didn't realize that was one of the services we offered. We should try and take, like get people to take us up on that more often. Cleo was proactive in offering the services, I recall. Yep. Oh, okay. When I see his fit. He maintains that there was a brief point of contact that he had aside from the defecatory incident with the people who stole the information. But as much as he is a head of security, there are certain concerns that Ka has with him in regard to reliability and um, accuracy or truth-telling. He has something of a tendency to do things like tell tall tales and to put a spin on things, uh, a little bit of panache that harms his credibility. So they have brought in an external investigator from internal resources. Their name is Maitreya Tilag. And the thing about Maitreya is everyone will tell you that Maitreya has never, ever, ever failed to solve a case. I'm not sure that that's true. That could be another tall tale. But I do know that Maitreya does have, if nothing else, an impressive record and a lot of dedication to getting this done right. He does not want his reputation tarnished. So he is going full out on the offensive. He's going to be thorough, but he is going to be thorough in a way that leaves as little open to covering anything up as is possible at this point. So he is the other person who's engaging in active work for Ka Technologics right now in terms of trying to rat out what the source of the leak was. I have managed to avoid direct interaction with Maitreya to this point, but I worry that I only have so much time before I get called in. So are there any questions about that? So is Maitreya going to be looking for us as well? Should we be watching our backs? Maitreya is probably going to exhaust as many leads as he can find, so... Eventually, he's probably going to show up on your radar. I know that there was some physical evidence that was left behind in the data room, um, some spines from some sort of plant-based life form. And so that has been looked into. 
uh, or that is being assessed right now. Well, but, hopefully my fecal matter is too old because it only like you only have about a few days to use poop cells around the poop for DNA. If anything, the plant matter should clear Triscod, at least to some degree, because Triscod is metal and mm-hmm. lions like waves a paw at Triscod and it would be, you know, more likely that someone like me and they gesture to themselves did it as i am planned mm-hmm. right so that is a piece of evidence that's being considered i also believe that the active assumption of the investigation is not that someone like me in my cell or in my security group perpetuated the theft of the information it's more of who leaked the information and who too so it might start homing in on you as time goes on but i'm the only person who knows that and i'm doing everything i can to delay the interview that i have with maitreya and also to be whatever the opposite of forthright is in my interactions with him is there any way that we could help you delay this interview any distractions that you may or may not need or a cog into the mix that would deem you unable to meet for a while Mm. So that's a good question and something that we can collaborate on. I have tried to book as many meetings as I can as possible, but because this is an internal resources thing, eventually there is going to be only so far I can go before they say this takes precedent over anything that you're doing. But like I said, there is some conflict between Maitreya and Paolo. Mm. And that might be a place where you have something that you can do. See, Paolo is convinced that he saw the people who were there and is trying to follow leads to find who those people are. But people think that he's making stuff up because he refuses to turn over the security tapes from that evening. So we should frame Paolo. Framing Paolo might be something that you could do. He's aggressive. He listens to and consumes a lot of um, conspiratorial media. He's got kind of an independent but paranoid streak. So he might be a little tough. But he also has less trust from the system. They're letting him go on with his investigation, but they're really putting their weight behind Maitreya. And Maitreya really doesn't believe much of anything that Paolo has to say because of this withholding of information. I don't know what they've taken from him. I'm not privy to these private conversations, but I know that there's tension there. And I've heard because I work on the floor this stuff about Paolo and refusing to give up tapes for some reason. Would we also be able to maybe play up their feud with Paolo and just, I guess, befriend him and just give false information to them? You know, start a fire from within, if you understand. I think that that's a really, really valid way to take this on. I think that if you can play them against each other somehow, that's going to keep things slowed up and muddied up. From what you have said, Maitreya is someone that will not stop until they have a culprit. That's right, yes. So while delaying is good, we will need at some point Mm -hmm. to give Maitreya someone. If it is Paolo, if we do frame him, then that will at least take the pressure away from us right but remember they're also looking for the source of the leak which means that one of the five of us is going to have to have been the person who let that information slide but would the chief of security have been able to fake your security code hmm i'm not intimately familiar enough with the security systems to say that's a possibility but 
Might be hard to prove. And I'm not sure that Paolo's um, smart enough to do that. Mm. But here's the thing. We know what happened. We know what actually happened. And so if you're going to be fabricating a series of events, who's to say that maybe he isn't? It sort of depends on what the case is with the actual security infrastructure. Mm, That would be good information for us to get as well. So that's the basics of the situation. Did you want information on the other people in the security group? Because if you can't frame Paolo, I don't want to think about it. But you might need to point the finger at someone. It would be good to know who else is in your grouping, yes. These are people who come from a few different branches of the company. So first of all is Isla. So Isla works in marketing And so takes some of the research findings that have been found in various areas, concocts them and mixes them into uh, viable product pitches, and then basically figures out how to sell them best. She's a hard worker, as far as I know, but I haven't had that much contact with her. She's a human. And really, the way that they silo off the information, I only have pretty much surface level information on the other people within my cluster, because they design it so that we specifically don't work together that much. So you might need to go and interview these people if you want more information or at least have a conversation with them. Second is Vanui, and Vanui is an M guy, and Vanui is one of the research assistants. So he does a lot of um, data collection and analysis, but he is not anyone who is um, the primary head behind conducting or organizing any sort of experimentation. Then there is Gondu, and Gondu is a DAV. They are an operational security personnel. So basically, they try to make sure that data is safe and secure, and that the building itself is safe and secure. They aren't doing active surveillance, but they are concocting different security measures and trying to be proactive about uh, forestalling or interfering with the security breaches that other people might be trying to engage with. And then Adelante is the last human in our group, and she is a lead researcher. So she has done a lot of actual formulation of experimentation, and she oversees a somewhat sizable research team who are looking into some of this new technology. They say that she's one of the people who helped engineer the transition from piercings to functional, adaptive, and enhanced jewelry. Is Vanui the research assistant to Adelante? Uh, they work in different branches of the research facility. Mm. Different concerns. So those are the members of the group. Hopefully that's enough that you can find them if you need to engage with them. I mean, uh, if nothing else, uh, we should be able to find them on Chained In. Yep, that's true. Anything else that you might want to know that I can help you with? Uh, no. Lions gives a little nod. I think that that's everything that we need for now. It's unlikely that we'll need to reach back out to you during the course of the mission, but should we need to, we know how to reach you through here. Okay, that sounds good. Thank you so much for meeting with me. And honestly, if you come to a decision about what exactly it is that you're going to do, it's best that you don't let me know anyway, because I could be a security risk. Exactly. So, while we have the room... Is there anything else you wanted to do, or should you just be on your way? I'm going to eat. Yeah, I mean, they did bring us some sea potatoes, which, they just, they don't travel well. Like, 
The fuzz is all like mush now. They clearly don't know how to bake sea potatoes in AO. It hurts me. Yeah, I guess in, enjoy your meal. All right. Thanks. Uh, toodaloo. I hope to hear from you soon. Uh, Bye. And I hope the things uh, shake out well. <laughs> fingers and robot arms crossed and robot fingers. Chris God puts up her hands and crosses all of her digits. And Very then skilled. Steps out of the room. I believe that if Paolo is concerned with conspiracies and shows paranoia, that if we make it seem as if Maitreya and indeed Ka is out to get him, then his irrationality would draw attention to him. He would be a liability for them. Agreed. I think that's the easiest place to start that's going to have a domino effect down the road that we could really use on our side. And then we should look into the other beings in the code cell and see who is best to pin it on. Yes. Should it fall to one of them, I would like to make sure that even if they are not guilty of this, that they are guilty of something. That's kind of what I'm going for. I don't want to put an innocent person in harm's way. I mean, technically, we have to do that by, in the end, we have to pick someone to pin this all on. Yeah, but one of them has to be guilty of something, even if it's just stealing peanut butter. Aren't we all guilty of something? Yeah. Yes, we have broken into car technologics and stolen from them. That is very guilty. I blew up a community center. You're all right. And we're all right. We're all all right. All right, all right, all right. So if you want to increase the amount of paranoia that Paolo like is experiencing Mm -hmm. and get to know these people, where did you want to start with Um, that? I think we should start with Paolo. Yeah, his would be probably the easiest to spark off. And if he's acting weird and Maitreya is dealing with that, Mm -hmm. then it means us talking to the other members might not be as scrutinized. Yeah. Well, I was thinking that because Cleo is a private investigator, there is also an extent to which when we talk to the other people, we can just say that it is for a case that Cleo is doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, might be nice to have both Paolo and Maitreya distracted or have more on their plates for everyone else. Are you telling me to slash the magnets under Maitreya's car so they can't drive? <laughs> but slash three of them. Yeah. Because your insurance won't cover four. If you want to start with Paolo, mm-hmm. how is it that you want to get close to Paolo? How do you want to get this situation to the point where you can interact with him? Did you want to do some external research, try to find him on his off time, try to sneak your way back into the facility and have a conversation with him, something else? So I think that what might be cool is if we send Paulo a secret message through like the internet, just like an email anonymously and just be like, watch out for Maitreya and Ka. Something pretty vague to just kind of get him going for it or like thinking about it. And then there's an extent to which he might build the paranoia himself. And then we can just bump into him or like have someone bump into him and sleight of hand something on him like a note that just is like, Ka is coming for you. I mean, that was basically along the same ideas I had where just sort of anonymous 
sort of tip type thing but then i think also using the private investigator angle we could have cleo be like oh yeah no i've worked cases where it didn't matter what information i had cost still went after someone so that he Mm -hmm. would feel paranoid about it didn't matter about like what proof or not if they're coming for someone I think someone like Lyons would have to say that just because Cleo is probably on his shit list. <laughs> Wink. Mm-hmm. Right. So that is something to consider. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to craft a new point of contact and send them like <gasps> an anonymous tip. Anonymous tip. But also, 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 can Cleo go undercover? I don't see why not. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Okay, so Cleo wants to go undercover and she'll pretend like she is her actual job, a private investigator. So she can plant that seed of somebody thought they were in the clear and then Costa went after them. And also anonymous things can come in after that and then just really seal the deal. Okay, so are you sending this initially as like an email or... Emails can be traced. Maybe a letter without a postage stamp to the house. You know, like one of those fucking cut up from magazine. Yeah, (laughs) ransom letter notes. Do we have magazines? Sure, why not? Yeah. Yeah, we do now. We do. (laughs) Okay. Print isn't dead in AO. No. You want to send a threatening note. And Cleo is good enough at her job as a private investigator that given his job and his name, you're basically able to figure out where he lives. No problem. So what does this note say when you send it? It says, we know you have the tapes. When the right time comes, we will take them from you. So once he receives this message, and ideally it inflicts that paranoia on him, how did you want to move on to the second phase of your plan um well triscott had actually told us about some of his daily routines and one of those was that he eats his lunch at the same park on every tuesday and thursday and he has like his usual meal so we were just going to try to meet him there okay perfect So for sending this letter, I will let you roll the higher of your command or your sway, because I think that reasonably it can be interpreted that you are trying to intimidate him into this state of paranoia, which would be under the auspices of command. At the same time, you are doing this in a sneaky, sort of guileful, fabricated way, which would be under the domain of sway. So you can roll the higher of the two. Remember that you also have the ability to push yourself, take a couple stress, and improve your roll. Cool. I will be rolling under sway because I have two dots in sway. Six and a one, so that means I take the higher, which is a six. And I'm not going to push myself. Yeah, no need. So on a six, always the case is that you do it. So you have increased the amount of paranoia that he is experiencing. Do you try to send it like in the evening and then follow up the next day? Yeah, so this is actually happening um, Wednesday night. We are putting the letter in the mailbox and then Thursday we watch for a little bit at the park and then the plan is to go in hot. I'm just kidding, we're just gonna go in. So it is midday and you are in the Wellspring District again because of where Paolo works in the Lodestone. There is a lovely park That is close by sort of a combination of metallic functional sculpture. So it provides some like air purification and ambient music and stuff for the area so that they're not putting this precious metal to waste. But then some like white dazzling concrete in the area. Most of the park is covered because it rains so often in AO. So there's a lot of 
eaves and that sort of thing. And it all seems to sort of shimmer and sway here at midday. So you have taken up a disguise. What does that look like, Cleo? The disguise is a woman who looks older. She has a lot of scars on her face. Um, She looks like she's been in the business for a minute now, but because of how physically demanding this job is and um, how well she's taking care of herself, she does not look like she is not able to take care of herself. She does not look weak in any way. She just looks well-seasoned age-wise. She's got uh, straight gray hair that she keeps in a baseball cap. And she wears black pants, black boots, and a dark green sweater. Okay. And are local or lions involved in this leg of the operation in any capacity? Lions is camped out on a bench in the park. Well, actually under a bench in the park. Just watching, ready to pounce if Cleo needs them. Okay. Did you want to give me a prowl lions lions is actually wrestling with some winged mice (laughs) so that way i can give you a skirmish roll instead (laughs) i don't have prowl um do you have hunt or Uh, study i have study i got one dot of study okay so you can go ahead and give me a study roll to reflect how you're assessing the situation as it unfolds you can also push yourself if you want to get some more dice Let's just see how this goes. Well, Clea, I hope you don't need help. I rolled a three. Okay, so we're going to resolve that as time goes on. So Paolo is sitting on a bench. Paolo is a man who's about six foot two, human. He's got sort of a ruddy face, ruddy complexion in general. He's got like short, sandy blonde hair that he's starting to recede. So there's like a little tuft at the front, but most of it's relatively short. And he has the sort of build of someone who used to be very, very athletic, but who has put on weight over the years. So he's got one of those firm dad guts and like his forearms are still like strangely built and tendinous, even though he's somewhat larger. And he's sitting there with a sandwich. And he's got a little packet of sauce that he keeps squeezing out on the top layer of the sandwich. Like he didn't spread it on the whole thing. He's just doing like a bite by bite thing. And instead of just taking bites off the top, he then puts the packet down on his pant leg, picks up a piece of the bread, breaks it off, and then shoves it into his mouth. And he's going about this routine in the park as you approach him. Hey, kid. Mind if I uh, sit down? Well, first of all, I don't appreciate being called a kid, but if you want to take a seat, you can take a seat. Uh, sorry, uh, you look like a kid to me. When you get to be my age, everyone is a kid to you. You'll understand when you get older. I'm, I'm going to sit down. Please all right. Uh, f- I'll scoot. I'll scoot. I'm scooting. Mara's the I'm name. Scooting. Mara? Yeah. What's the deal, Mara? What? what? Well, there's other spots you could be sitting down here. I thought park. you were cute. Yeah, I can sit next to you. Oh, uh, no. Well, look, I'm not... I'm not going to yuck anyone's yums, but if you think that I'm cute, probably not good of you to lead this interaction by calling me a kid. Look, no disrespect. There's a plenty of other benches that I could be sitting at, but I chose to sit at this one because you're nice to look at, and I'm just also trying to eat my sandwich. And okay. Mara pulls out a very similar looking sandwich, but a different kind of bread and also a sauce to put on each bite. Oh, okay. You know how to eat a sandwich. Of course, I've been doing this for years. You gotta engineer the perfect bite. Every bite has the right amount of sauce. Yep, yep, yep. 
You're You're using the wrong kind of bread, though. Uh, excuse me? Yeah, you gotta have the Billy Buck. The Billy Buck? Yeah. Elaborate. You ever tried the Billy Buck? I've never heard of the Billy Buck. Yeah. And she puts a little bit of sauce on the first bite and uh, holds it out to him. But she just uses one hand with the sandwich in it. And she looks away to the other direction because she knows it's going to be really good. Fun fact about Cleo, she can craft a mean sandwich. So go ahead and give me a sway roll then for this. That way we can structure how this thing goes. Mm -hmm. And you can push yourself if you want. I will push myself. Six. Six! All right. That was wild. It looks for a second like this situation is going to slip out of your fingers. How is it that you you save it? The and sandwich bite? We so <laughs> this whole interaction, like oh, we're gonna in general, right? Got so it. let's okay. let's play got it out. It, actually, it, it. Yeah. let's let's play it out. And there's okay. gonna be a point, sure, where it looks like he's gonna turn on you, mm-hmm. but okay. you push yourself and okay. you you get the clutch. Mm-hmm. All right. So he takes a bite and takes a couple of sloppy obnoxious chews and swallows hard swallows like there's not enough saliva in his whole body to really adequately address the ingestive process you're right there kid no i'm good when i experience new flavors my body sometimes has an innate averse reaction to change but i will tell you that was delicious and she kind of puts her palm out like a shrug like yeah i know yeah it's the best damn bread that has ever been made it, it's amazing i come to this park every day i ate my lunch here i i've never seen you around before what brings you to this part of town looking for a change of scenery i uh shouldn't be telling you this if i could uh i work as a private detective and i'm a little stressed out right now because one of my uh what do you call it clients I deemed them, you know, innocent, which wasn't hard to do because they didn't actually do anything wrong. They were just under some heat at their company. And the company is still a fucking large company, a lot of money. They are still going after them and still pursuing them. I don't know what to fucking do. So I came here for, I don't know, some kind of fucking inspiration. I don't know. Oh, change your pace. Get get your brain going a different way. Yes, I need a new outlet. Yeah, get get your brain force up. Yes. Okay, so, first of all, that's cool as fuck. I always wanted to be a private detective. Yeah, well, it's I, not all it's chucked up to be kidding. I was never able to get my feet into the work. Yeah. But that sounds super cool. Yeah. Second, this sounds like a familiar situation to me. I'm not your private, in- I'm not your detective, though. I'm not a private in- get No, no, I, n- I know. I'm just wondering. Oh. I'm curious about it. It makes me think about some things that I've seen going on. Oh. A big company like that. Yeah. Looking into people. Yeah. Who, who are innocent? Yeah. It's a little frustrating because uh, it's such a big company that, uh, I don't know, feel useless. Do your name Maitreya Talag mean anything to you? Nope. Why should it? No, nah, I just figured I'd take a shot in the dark. No, nope. uh, uh, I don't know. I, well, they didn't give me a ton of names. I just give a lot of evidence, counter evidence to, you know, clear this person, but... You know. Well, do you want to talk about the situation? Maybe I can give you some insight. You know, you know, maybe I'm that change of perspective. Maybe I'm that brain force that you need. I don't know. I think I I'm do. not going to charge you for it. Why the hell would you charge me for it? I'm just saying I could. No, this is a free service. <sighs> you know what? This is getting weird. I'll just I'll fuck. Fine. The person works at Car Technologics. They work at Car Technologics. They work at Car Technologics. Yes, that's a. It's fucking everywhere, you know? Yeah. I don't want to be on their shit list. 
No. But I owe a service to my client because, you know, they're fucking innocent and I've never come across this before in all of my, I am old, all of my years. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, so, do you know what they do there? I have some information. It's apparently not enough. Maybe you give me a little of that information. Maybe I can... It's more a money laundering thing. So, you know, I thought it would be easy. This has happened before. But the thing is, even though it's a lot, it's a very large sum of money that this person is being um, looked into and they have sent threats. They have sent um, messages still to this day to my client, even though they were put under the pretense that they're not being looked at anymore. Messages. What kind of messages? I don't. It's just like, you know, very harsh, very vague. So they say, you know, we know what you did. We know where the money is. We know what you spent the money on. We can trace it all back to you. And I think it's a load of shit. But, you know, those have lasting consequences. While this interaction is happening, Mm -hmm. how was Lyons trying to scope the situation? Lyons is just sitting under the bench because it's actually a sunny day in AO and that makes the concrete hot. (laughs) Um, And so they're just sitting under the bench watching Cleo basking in the shade. This is starting to sound way too familiar. You see that? See that that person over there? Yeah. That him guy? Uh Uh-huh. They haven't stopped looking at us the whole time we've been talking. It's probably because you're cute. You want another bite of this sandwich? No, no. I don't think that's it. I think that they, what they're the person. Oh, fuck. What, they've been sending notes? Should we move benches or something? You're the P.I. Yeah, I know. I've never had someone just blatantly stare at me before. Hey, you! You! And he stands. Lions sits up behind the bench and, like, pokes their head over it. It's rude to stare. Lions continues to stare for just a little bit longer at him and then, like, slowly walks away with, like, intentional frequent glances over their shoulder as long as he stares back. Until Lyons gets out of sight. So he's actually starting to pick up the pace and like rapidly walk behind you. You know what I did? I know what you did. I know what you did. I know what you're doing. And you're going down. Whoa, keep your cool there, man. You're going down. (laughs) And I didn't pick up in a run. He looks at his like wristwatch and sighs. There's not not enough time. No. But I clocked you. I clocked you. Did you clock him? Yeah. You clocked him? Yep. Okay. Okay. I clocked them the moment they started looking over here. You want to know something? What? I knew they were looking the whole time. Why didn't you say anything? One, ocular pad down. No weapons. No cameras. No note and pad and paper. They're not taking any notes. Two, there's a park. You know anything about Dobbs or M guys? You know anything about M guys? I live in the world. They like to be in the sun. They need to recharge their plants. They're organic. They need to lay in the sun to recharge. All right. If I go over there, one or two things is going to happen. One, I make a fool out of myself. Two, I make that M guy cry. Well, I, hey, it looks like there's a third option. Third option. I, I engaged yeah. and I just got yelled at. Exactly. Those they are threatened your, me. Those, they threatened me. Those are your two options. I have my own set of two options the way I operate. Oh, oh, oh you would have taken a different tack. You would have you would have approached the situation differently. That's just how I am. Look, you're, you're giving me a lot to think about. You're giving me a lot to process. Sit down, take a deep breath, and realize some people are out there to get you, but you have to play, uh, play cards right. <sighs> know your enemies. <sighs> and know what's likely going to be your enemy and what's just an organic matter. Okay. Just basking yeah. in that side. Can I share something with you? 
Yeah. I received a note in my mailbox the other night. Oh, like some kind of secret love note? Some kind of threatening note. Oh, shit. It says that they know what I did and that they're coming for me. So you... Does that not sound like the thing you were... It does. I was just going to ask if... Because you didn't really share a lot of information about yourself. I don't even know your name. That's why I keep calling you kid. Oh, my name is Paolo, and I uh, wow. I do work for Car Technologics. I, oh, well, very important information. Uh, yeah, Car, don't fucking trust them. Car mm. is the cog that runs this city, and let me tell you something. Car only wants things for itself. Does not care about the individuals inside the company. With this note I got, uh-huh. I'm starting to think. Okay. That the car yeah. is coming from inside the house. It is. It most certainly is. And let me tell you something. You it think- is how it starts. Uh, what did it say? Did it say we know and we're, we're going to come for you when the yeah. time is right or something? Yeah. That was the first fucking note that my client had. You better watch your back. You think that M guy had something to do with it? The way they were talking. Sound like sound like maybe. I think it was just mo- a little more confrontational because you came at them that way. I'm keeping them logged down here. You, you got contact information? You got you got a number I can reach you at? This thing keeps escalating. Maybe I need to hire your services. I don't know, man. I kind of got my hands full. Tell you what. You say you come at this park. Yeah. Every single day. Yeah. I'll stop by every once in a while, check up, see how you're doing. Yeah. Okay. How about how about we change benches though? Because it's uh, I don't know, might be a little too uh, routinely, if you understand. Oh, uh, I can start cycling benches. Right. I can start doing that. Okay. You've given me a lot to think about. I got some. Uh, I got some messages I got to send out to some people. Fine. Do what you got to do. I'll keep I'll... it on the download. You know, your name's not gonna come up. Nothing you nothing you told me is gonna come up. I'm just. It better not because I know where to fucking find you. Yeah, you do. And, and I'm just gonna... And I've been in this game for a minute now, and I can take a person out. All, all right. No, 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 no. That, I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to do something like that. I admire you and the things that you do. I really wish that I could live a life as exciting as yours. Yeah. And I just... I want to get in there, and I, I want to... I want to make sure that I'm taking care of myself No, I mean, in the best way that I can. Yep. Look out for you, number one. Yeah, exactly. All right. So I appreciate this. Yeah. And we'll, we'll see each other in a couple of days. Yep. See you later, cutie. And then she just gets up and leaves and she walks off eating her sandwich while she walks. So do you reconvene to talk about what happened? <laughs> yeah. Um, Cleo is going to walk in character all the way back to their warehouse. Has Lyons retreated to the warehouse? Yeah. So what is going on in the warehouse before Cleo comes back? And then the psychopath started running after me, saying that I was going to get it. Local is patting Lyons' head. There, there. I don't even know what I was going to get, so I shouted back that they were going to get it. That seems to me like a probably a mistake. Seems like maybe that person's not going to forget you anytime soon. Well, maybe they shouldn't go around yelling that people are going to get it. It could be no, a lot of things. You make a fair point. You make a fair point. He, he could have been yelling that I was going to get green vine. Nah, nobody wants to get green vine. Exactly. I hope he That's gets bad green news. vine. Oh, hey, Cleo. You look different. Yeah, what of it? Sorry. <laughs> and Cleo starts to strip away the pieces of her disguise, putting them away neatly. Lions, you know what I was doing. Why did you have to, like, yell that at them? That they were going to get it because now they think you're a suspect. But it might also increase his paranoia if he thinks he is being watched. That is a double-edged sword that we have now endured. Well, I'll just have to get a disguise then if I need to see him. Yeah, I guess that's fine. He was scary. I don't want to see him. But perhaps when you meet with him, if you are also somewhere nearby and make yourself visible, he will think he is being followed. Could be. 
You I am, could be Ka. I am good at following. Like the sauce that he was using, ugh, I could smell it from across the park. That's not a good sauce. What? <laughs> I use a better sauce. Oh, yeah. No, your sauce is good. I was saying that his sauce is a very distinct smell. It's a bad sauce. It's the Berchtersprainer sauce. You know, oh. Berchtersprainer? 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 Ah, yes. Berchtersprainer. The seed has been planted, though. Yeah, and now every now and then lions will just appear where he's at. <laughs> and it's Be far fine. enough away that he cannot catch up to you, but close enough he can see you. Exactly. I am a very good runner. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Lions' leg starts going as local pets them. <laughs> Should we start doing some recon on those people? So, I don't know. Should we go one person at a time? Should we... We should definitely uh, anyone divide have any preferences? Which person? I think we should focus on the ones that we think might be the best targets That's for fingering. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, fingering is a really important thing here. Yes. We don't want to finger the wrong person. No. I mean, I think you're using it differently than I would. You remember thumb fingers? Yes. I do not go to the sporting events. Ah, well, you got to try it just once. But it's so expensive. I'll take you next time, buddy. Can we go on free fingering day? We can go on free fingering day, and I'll get you a box of popcorn Aww. for me to eat. Good. You know how I love to watch you eat popcorn. It's very loud. Well, let's look into Gondu first. They do security, so, you know, they yeah. are about securing things, and something they were securing got unsecured. Sounds like a good idea. Good place to start. Yes. We should go see Gondu. Thank you so much for listening to Arms of the Tide. If you'd like more information about the show, please feel free to follow us on Twitter at Arms of the Tide. Mutants in the Night is a game by DC, and you can purchase it and DC's other games at dungeoncommander.itch.io. That's Commander without the E. Our theme music is by Aaron Catano Saez, and our logo is by Alex Marin. Arms of the Tide is a member of the OneShot Podcast Network. For more wonderful content from the OneShot Podcast Network, check out Warda. Warda is an original fantasy actual play podcast created by Ali Grauer and Drew Mergieski. It's one part Game of Thrones, two parts Downton Abbey, served on the rocks with a twist of Agatha Christie. Discover magic, mystery, and more than a little socio-political commentary along the way. The city holds thousands of stories. What will yours be?